Welcome to OceanFit's Onshore Podcast, where Andre Slade, that's me, meets the unordinary people of the open water swimming and water safety community onshore to talk about their adventures, lifestyle, and passion for the offshore. In this episode, I met up with Minamara River swimmers Angela Hay and Angela Brady to talk about life as a river swimmer. We're parked up here on a picnic bench on the side of the Minamara River. Just been for a swim, beautiful swim, the clearest water I've ever seen in the river here. And I'm talking to the two Angelas, uh, who are regular Minamara River swimmers. Welcome to the podcast, Angelas. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thank you. Now tell me, was that a was that a classic swim that we just did then? I mean, that was that was beautiful out there. It's probably as clear as it gets. And yeah. But yeah, that was pretty classic though. It was nice and warm for this time of the year. Um, has been colder the last few days. But that was, yeah. But that was, yeah. So we swam 850 metres down. Sometimes we'll swim 1K down. And then we went over, um, cut through the spit and walked back down Mystics Beach. It's, it's like a hidden gem over there at Mystics, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's very nice. So it's not easily accessible. So it's a quiet beach. Tell me about the, the timing of that swim today because we didn't just rock down here at any time of the day. We Yep, so um, the river's best on high tide um, and the higher the tide, the better. Um, and then the closer you can get to the high tide, um, the clearer the water will be. So it's just a matter of timing it so you don't end up swimming against the tide um, because Minamar River goes through farm, farmland. So once you start getting the run-out water, sometimes it gets a bit dirty, especially after rain. So if you come down after rain, it's brown, and especially on the way out. So, yeah. So how, how much time either side of high tide do you, do you have, really, to get the best out of this river? Um, the couple of hours leading into high tide are usually good, um, if it's a really big high tide. So around Christmas time, um, you can get 1.9 to 2-metre tide. Um, so two or three hours leading into the high tide, then is all right. Um, but as soon as it change, as soon as the tide t- turns, then you're sort of ready to either swim back with it or get out. <laughs> yeah. Is that the preference that you always swim with it? Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, like swimming with it. Although it's a good workout swimming against it, unless it's if it's a king tide, it's almost impossible to swim against. Yeah. Wow, so. it's that quick. It's like it's like a rip, isn't it? Basically? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. going around the, the point. So. The swimmers that come down here, you're just one of one of many, but it's kind of like a quiet swimming scene, I would kind of call it. It's not overly showy. People just people just come, come down, down and do and... their own swim. Some people yeah. swim on their own. Um, some people swim the tri clubs. The two local tri clubs come down here and swim. Um, so yeah, people just come down and do their own thing, float down the river, take their time. A lot of paddleboarders, kayakers along the way. Always good scenery, good social groups. So coffee shop across the road yeah <laughs> yeah and i like the fact that even when we swam just then we did a bit of swimming but then we just floated on our backs with the river and yeah perfect kind of took in the scenery didn't we yeah it's very it's hard to train hard in it because it's so pretty so sometimes you you want to do a hard swim or tra- do a training swim but because you get car- i get carried away anyway watching um you know chasing fish or um stingray like you saw a big stingray out there today um, and you just see something and dart off and see it and 
check out people's beautiful houses and stuff like that. It's quite a unique area and there's not too many uh, river swimming groups. It's not many rivers that are really nice to swim in. That's what I find. So, And not many that aren't very sharky, whereas this one, there's only been one shark that I've been aware of. That was a few years ago. There was a thrasher shark in here. Um, so uh, other than that, oh, I've seen a couple of tiny baby ones, but nothing bigger than your hand kind of thing. So, um, yeah, don't really get many sharks in here. No. And the thresher shark is a gummy shark, so we were all pretty safe. Yeah. So Angela won. Uh, <laughs> you know, do you worry about anything when you swim in the river here? No, not really. No, I've done it since I was a kid here, so always loved it, always enjoyed it, and have never been scared to to come and swim it. And you're a health professional, so you yep. must kind of look at things with a good risk assessment. Only thing I'd be scared to do would be jump off the bridges straight into the water. You're always worried about obstacles for that, so, yeah. No. The way you guys just slip in here, that's not going to be a problem, is it? No, no. <laughs> what do you think of the, the effort that you've got to do just to get over to the swimming channel? <laughs> that was a bit of a hike. Um, oh, some days you swim, you start swimming this bit, so you swim over. So today's high tide is only a 1.3 or 1.4 high tide. So usually the sand that's in the middle um, isn't there at this time of the day. So, um, yeah, so you, you would swim over and then you would be in knee-deep water and then you swim again. So it's not as much of a walk hike. It's more of a um, swim out there. Yeah, so. You can sometimes just stri- swim straight off and sw- like cross straight across w- without having to walk at all. So it just depends on the size of the tide. So, yeah, it's been really good to learn about tides swimming in the river because you have to get mm. the tide right. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that I, the, the ocean swimmers are looking at the size of the surf. Yeah, we're looking the, at the size of the tide. <laughs> you guys have got the tide nailed. Yeah, so, yeah, it's um, you just got to get lucky. So during COVID, um, I ended up swimming at Boneyard, which is a couple of kilometres south. Um, so you didn't have to worry about the tide. You, then you did have to look at the surf and the swell. So um that's uh, about 95 meters across the front of it so that was like a big pool and then sometimes we'd swim from boneyard over to past cathedral rocks to jones beach and back and that was about one and a half k swim as well but that was when it was um, low tide here and you couldn't swim and that was the time of the day that you had to swim so um yeah we had to find a few different options during covid because to get a swim in Boneyard is a magic little place, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous, yeah. yeah. It's got the reef and, yeah. I saw a um, turtle there one day, so no one believed me until after. Luckily, I had my camera and got a photo of it because no one believed me that it was a turtle. Everyone was like, no, it's a stingray. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you it's a turtle. And I got home <laughs> and showed everyone it was actually a turtle. So then I spoke to some of the local surfers and they said it lives there. So, yeah, it's there. It's, it's a normal spot. Hopefully uh, scaring off a few of the other locals. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a few sharks down there lately, so that's where the river's nice because you feel a lot safer in here. G'day, kia ora. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about OceanFit. Back in 2009, OceanFit started as an ocean swim school on the golden sands of Bondi Beach. But now, we've become so much more. We deliver our world-leading training to hundreds of swimmers every summer on beaches throughout Australia and thousands learn from our free educational resources online. Our Swim Scout directory, available on our website and app, will help you find a swim buddy, connect with social swimming groups, 
and discover swim events throughout the country. You can also participate in one of our events. Escape with us on a wet and wild weekend or immerse yourself on a boutique ocean swimming holiday at home or abroad. So what are you waiting for? Dive right in at oceanfit.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this episode and swim free. Angela too, you're a, a wildlife lover. Yes, yep. So at the moment I'm looking after two little joeys um, that are one kilo each for Wildlife Rescue South Coast. Um, so I'm a carer for them and I go down to Wandandian to the Kangaroo and Wallaby Sanctuary every Saturday. So, yep, love the wildlife and, yeah, that's why I love swimming and seeing the um, turtles and the fish and um, the occasion that you get dolphins, get really excited. So, yeah, it's good. You reminded me of one of my original ocean foot swimmers back in the day, Christine. She, we'd always have to watch her swimming across the bay at Bondi because she'd all of a sudden do a right-hand turn and start taking off somewhere. And I'd be like, Christine, what are you doing? She's like, I'm following a stingray. And, then, <laughs> and when you did that today, I was like, that's Christine. Yep. <laughs> she's just done a right-hand turn and she's taken off. I drive people tra- crazy when they're trying to do a training swim because I see something and I'm like, oh, I'm over there. <laughs> and I swim three times longer than everyone else. <laughs> so so the water is it's exercise, but really it's just a way to get away from everything, clear your head and just enjoy the moment yeah 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 i was always a pool swimmer until um 2014 and i went over to hawaii and i met up with the waikiki swim club and um the first swim i thought we were just going to swim along waikiki beach a little bit but we swam one kilometer off waikiki beach right out into the middle of it out to um where they the turtles breed and turtle canyon they call it and um and yeah, I just discovered it and went, wow, I need to do more of this. And then Pete, who swam with us today, had something down here and he said to me, I'll oh, come swim the river. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And I came down and haven't stopped since. So yeah, now I go over to Hawaii usually a few times a year and swim with the guys I've met over there and just um, yeah, try and find ocean swims wherever I can find them. And you both do some triathlons and other... That Angela does. <laughs> I only swim. <laughs> so yeah. I do, yeah, the, the odd triathlon and running events and swimming. Um, but I've grown up doing nippers and, and various other sort of ocean events. So I've always loved some form of ocean swimming. So coming and being able to use the river as just our own playground basically is just perfect. Two minutes from your house, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we're very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> seen in the media a bit lately and I think even on your page it had been mentioned that there's different things wanting to be done around this area that might affect the river yeah um, with the sand and things yeah they were looking at some sand mine mining for a while but I think they've stopped that mm. uh, and so what would be the effect of that on the river do you think I just would change it take the sand out and you just don't know what you know depends how much sand they take out um, but yeah, you just don't want anything to affect such a beautiful place. Um, yeah, it's magic. Where were they so, looking to mine the sand? Um, just over at the back. So where we swam, we swam one k down to almost a k down today, and then the river turns um, goes around, and then you've got um, bridges and so forth, and it's just at Dunmore Lakes, so about two k's from here, um, maybe not even that far. So yeah, they were looking at mining um, the sand away from that. So. 
that and even be... though it's two k's away, it can still have a huge impact on the ecosystem Definitely. in these places. Well, you up. notice it changes all the time. So whenever we come down to um, the river, the mouth, the um, shape of the mouth of the river is different. Um, so it just changes constantly. So anything that took away a substantial amount of sand would affect it, I'm sure. Um, and they were looking at putting a broad a boardwalk in around the other side um, of the river as well um, about 12 months ago. And, um, you know, everyone was worried that that would change the way the river flows and so forth as well. So there's been a few things like that that, it, you know, you've got to protect what's natural. You, know, you just don't know what humans are going to do to it otherwise. So, yeah. Because this is, this is the natural playground for Minamara. It is, yeah. We're very lucky. No big hotels here and stuff like that, which is even better. Well, a lot of people Airbnb their houses out and stuff. So, but it's still a limited number of people and there's not a huge amount of parking and there's no, um, you know, well, there's a train station, but there's not a massive amount of people coming in the other way. So, yeah. It's, has, it, has it been changing over the last few years? Is it becoming even more popular as a, as a water destination? Definitely, yep. yeah. Well, there's less boats. So I've noticed since paddleboards and kayaks have come out, um, and they've been, you know, got cheaper and so forth. There's not as many boats. When we first started coming in here, we'd all make sure we had really bright caps on and so forth because there was always, like, boats everywhere in the river. Um, but I've noticed people seem to have moved to kayaks and paddleboards now rather than coming and bringing their big boats down here. So that's actually been a positive for the river. So. Yes, yeah, so you don't get the, the petrol pollution or the noise pollution. It's Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Mm. Less chance of being run over. I was going to say, yeah, it's more for me. Less chance of being run over. So, do you have any stories from your swims? Any any exciting times? Um, I don't know. Ange resuscitated someone down here, but uh, they were they were working out. They weren't actually swimming in the river. So yeah, she was um doing a workout there's a my vibe group that does um workouts down here and yeah she got to resuscitate somebody once and they survived which was really good yep wow so mm. um yeah that's a bit exciting yeah <laughs> since she's alive <laughs> she's alive still yep so yeah what surf club are you involved in uh Kyma down so that's just over at jones's beach um but this one happened at a fitness group class uh, just doing a warm-up and she collapsed and had a cardiac arrest and a few members of the group resuscitated her, did about 20 minutes of CPR and the paramedics arrived with a defib and gave her one shock and she has recovered in uh, it's seven years this Christmas, the week before Christmas, and she's now very well and healthy and um, has no ill effects, which is quite amazing yeah oh it's a fantastic story yeah yeah it was the day after my sister's graduation from medical school as well so and she was there sort of doing the resuscitation which was very strange timing to the whole thing to have a doctor and a nurse when you collapse doctor nurse and um annabelle who also comes to our swimming group who's a pharmacist well she's a very lucky lady yes she is so, but yeah, usually it's pretty non-eventful. Yes. Some, um, yeah, you just sort of float down. Lots of good stories get told on the beach. Mm. 
So as you walk back, it's sort of, you know, you can chat while you're walking because the adrenaline's going and you've got the endorphins flowing, so you chat on the way back. So that's pretty cool. That's usually our planning point for whatever trips we're going to do. That's it. Wit Sundays. <laughs> what was meant to be Noosa this year, but COVID got in the way. Have you got any bucket list events? Um, I really want to do the Maui Channel one day. So that's about um, 9.8 miles, depending on the currents. So that's probably my thing that I desperately want to do one day. So, yeah. Do you just have to wait for the, the joeys to leave home before you can take <laughs> yeah, off and do like, these types of things? Definitely, no. So I've only got those because I'm working from home and stuff at the moment. Um, and um, I was supposed to be in Queensland this week, swimming with the Gold Coast group up there. Um, but the borders didn't open in time. So um, then the joeys came up and I went, okay, I can't go away. I may as well take them on. Um, so, yeah, so I've got those guys at home at the moment. And, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, hopefully over the next couple of years I'll get over and be able to swim the Maui Channel, even if it's just as a team team event. And um, cause they do it in the Labor Day long weekend every September. So I'll hopefully get over and do that. And, yeah, there's a few swims around in the lead up to that. In I wouldn't mind doing the Bronte de Bondi swim one day, and um, yeah, things like that. And always go down and do the Husky swim um, with Elite Energy in February when they do the big Husky um, triathlon. There's a one k swim on the Friday night, so always go down and do that. And there's an extra one in October, the end of October for them this year as well. We might have to look at. I have to do that one as well. <laughs> so life basically revolves around the. The open water swims and triathlons. Uh, and it's an excuse to go and go away to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's very popular these days, isn't it? Yes. You, it is, yeah, active holidays. Active holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than laying on the beach and, yeah, and you meet people as well. Like you meet yeah. fit people, healthy people, um, you know, and outgoing and it's amazing the people that you meet travelling the world when you do, um, you know, something like swimming. How would you describe the classic swimmer? When you meet them, do we have a certain type? Oh, that's a good question. I could I could probably describe the the classic cyclist, but I don't know if I could <laughs> describe the classic open water swimmer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't they think just, there is one. They look like everyday people. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I think other than sort of a love of the ocean and a love of the water, I think it can be anyone. Yeah. Yeah, when you talk yeah. about the the swim, run, bike kind of world of the triathlons and, and the sport, the the cyclists can always just buy their way with gear yep. and they can have the flashiest clothing and everything, whereas the, the swimmer, everyone's got cozies, yep. $25 yep. pair of goggles. You're and doing it for the love of the environment you're in and and where you can go rather than for the, yeah, for showing off or anything like that. I, I think it's just... Yeah, where it can take you. Um, this will be an inter- interesting uh, piece of research to try and work out what the... the you can have me watching swimmers stero- now. <laughs> what's the stereotypical yeah. ocean swimmer? So one of the other volunteers that works down at the um, Sanctuary, she's uh, she's done Ironman triathlon and so forth, and she's one of the Wobbegon swimmers down at Huskisson. And you'd never guess it. Like we were standing there washing up one day together after feeding all the bottles and something came up. She said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm going for a swim. And she said, oh, I went for a swim this morning. And you would never guess that we were, you know, both swimming around the same distance, around the same times, totally different ages, looked totally different. So, yeah, you could be anyone. 
So, yeah, it's really funny. You talk to people and you're like, oh, I do swimming. And, yeah, we don't tend to shout it from the rooftops either if no. you're a swimmer. You tend to just do it quietly and... Yeah. Well, most non-swimmers look at you as if you're a superhuman anyway, don't they? <laughs> or insane. Or insane. Or, or they watch insane. the amount you eat and they think you're nuts because you eat so much because swimming makes you hungry. Do you ever hear those little remarks like when you're coming up here in this little park after you swim and the parents are going, look at those guys. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit loopy. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got to be a little bit loopy to swim up and down the black line for years on end in a pool. But not so much in the ocean because, yeah, it's a bit more entertaining. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I swim enough hours a week, you know, up and down the pool, so I'm calling myself loopy, so I can say that. But, um, yeah, you start to go a bit crazy. Tell me about your surf lifesaving over the years. Are you still involved? Uh, just with patrolling now. Just with patrolling. Just with patrolling. <laughs> that is a fantastic <laughs> thing to be doing. Um, no, a fear of getting hit in the head too many times with the ski, I think, was what stopped me <laughs> a few years ago. Um, I started just as a, I don't know, under nine, under ten nipper and got involved in it that way. And I've always had a, a natural ability, I guess I'd call it, with swimming because I did so many years of of. Um, squad training and have just always loved it and then when I went from pool swimming into ocean swimming and then involving the having to read the tides and the surf and the waves that just brought a whole new element to swimming and then you know involving other things so then you've got the sense of community and and teaching other people about the surf is just so much more brings so much more to what you're doing Um, and it's easy to incorporate into my life um, with where I work and um, and what I do. I only work sort of three days a week with um, my job so I can just chuck in the odd day at the beach volunteering and enjoying myself. The greatest thing about growing up as a swimmer, you know, all those hours and all those laps you do, it gives you that base fitness that you really never lose. And yep. to transfer it into other sports, it makes everything else easier. I remember being a swimmer at high school and I would go and do the cross country run and I'd never run before but I'd still get in the top three just because I got this base fitness of swimming yeah and then you get into surf ice saving and you, yeah if you were jumping on the ski it's no mean feat mm. Iron Woman <laughs> I'm not that insane I remember commentating <laughs> IRB racing years ago and Kaima Downs had a pretty decent IRB squad we still do they still do yeah. we still do I can't remember if it was them that had a team called the Drop Beers, but um, uh, the Kaima were the Kaima Downs Club were pretty pretty big on it. Second at nationals last year. <laughs> there you go. So they always are up there at yep. nationals. Yeah. We've always thought about moving down to the South Coast. So if, if we do, that club might have to start Masters IRB racing. <laughs> oh, I think there's still there already is a team. I was going to say I'm there's sure already there's a team. team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. You never thought about IRB racing. I used to be the person who got pulled out of the water but Ah, never progressed. Ladies, it sounds like you've uh, made the open water and ocean part of your lifestyle and it's become who you are. And thank you for sharing a river swim with us. That's all right. Thank you. Anytime. It's great to hear about the, about the, uh, the river here and you are... 
unique and that you do have a nice <laughs> beautiful river to swim in although I'm not going to tell anyone about it. <laughs> yeah, it's our secret. It's our secret. So, yeah, tell everyone to come on low tide after it's been pouring down rain when it's brown. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good to have um, other swimmers down here and mm. just, like when it's busy you feel safer because there's more people around. And, yes. You know, if something does go wrong, there's people there that can pull you out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you.